Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's the first series recap of the world. Twins undefeated? Let's talk all about everything baseball. We're back, baby! Of the world? What was that? I was wondering what that was. That wasn't good. That was a bad start to our season. The good energy about it. Of the the world? People said you and the Phillies are the same. Bad start. We got to put that in our rear view. What's going on, people? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. First series recap of the year is presented to you by SeatGeek. Code Talking now. Code Talking now. Because we're in the season. It's live. So what's that? $20 off? Yeah. Off your first order. So go, Seat Geek. Easiest app. Go to see a game because the games are happening. I went to Saturday's Yankee game. It was good to be back in the Bronx. Um, Seat Geek, Code Dawkins. Myself, Trevor, Ploof, we're back at it. I'm excited to get into the games with you. Um, it's kind of funny. There, there's not a ton of big topics. There wasn't a big brawl this weekend. A uh, couple. Well. Couple minor injuries. Well, Trev, live from Hawaii. Oh, yeah, our guy, Anthony Rendon. I I keep I keep trying to forget about that, but that was uh <laughs> I think he does too. Sheesh, you ever do that, Trev? Who do you think's wanting to crawl in a hole more right now? Anthony Rendon or McKenna, the left fielder for the Orioles? I mean, I, I don't want to come in hot takes to start the year, but I, I think <laughs> Rendon's depending at what Punishment comes from that. I think he's kind of hype. Like the joke has always been that Rendon doesn't care, right? And then game one in Oakland, he's got a guy by the throat. Uh, so yeah, Rendon cares. He won. <laughs> I, he cares. Uh, maybe about the wrong things because that was yeah. that was something else. We'll get into it. Yes, I'm in Hawaii, Jake. Yes, I'm having a fabulous time. Yes, there's going to be a viral video of me today playing catch with my guy Staffy. Yes, yeah. all of that is true. Baseball, I, I kind of disagree with your first take of this 2023 season Perfect. where there was no big stories. I feel like there was a lot of big stories. Things happened. The pitch clock was incredible. Yeah. More on that later. Um. I'm excited, man. This is this is go time. Base running is hot in the streets. Uh, no shifts, kind of, unless you're Joey Gallo, but he hit a couple over him. Doesn't care. To end Doesn't the care. series. Why not? Go shift in the stands, babe. Um, Trev, we, uh, we want to dive in, especially early on in the season. And just a couple reminders, you know your team better than us. We did our best. I watched as much baseball as I could this weekend for the people. Um Opening day, we had seven TVs rolling. Uh, but again, you watched every inning of your team because you're a hardcore fan, and I I could not watch every inning of that Reds Pirates matchup. Uh, I you tried. Didn't? I tried. Um, so uh, we did our best. We deep dove, uh, and I think it's time to get into it. And we don't do this a lot. So while we've got you, uh, if you're looking to support us, subscribe, hit the like button. Uh, that stuff does help. Buy a shirt. What, whatever you want to do to support us, it, it all helps. What was that? What was that face? Bro? I've never heard you say that. Like and subscribe. Bro. I know, bro. We got we're corporate never now, heard. dude. You know that. Liking and subscribing. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Only subscribe if you want to. I'm not telling okay. you what to do. It's your I life. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, should we get into it, Trev? I we've got AL on the sheet first, which I'm not against. Yeah. But we might have to talk about that because we were an NL, we were an NL lead show, 
But I think maybe we flip-flop every year <laughs> or every yep. I don't know. Soon we're going to not even have divisions or leagues. Yes. So let's just let's play with it while we got it. Start with the American League. Burn, baby, burn. I haven't heard a freaking Jakey mm. burn since what? October. I know. It's Too been long. a minute. It's been a minute. I say we get into it. Get into Why it. Why not? Why not us? And it's it's the music that's always on this show, yeah? Yeah. All right. Because you've been talking about a burn. Anyway, here it is. Oh, I haven't heard this music in two Long, Trev, and why don't I take you out to the Commonwealth to start? The Boston Red Sox hosted the Baltimore Orioles, and talk about opening day chaos. Welcome back to Fenway Park. Birds get a big lead. The Sox fight back, kid. They can't finish it out at the end. Kluber got hit. Uh, Everyone kind of got hit for a little bit there. Orioles survive. They win 10-9. The Sox, the next day, they win. But the Orioles had it. Ryan McKenna, final out of the game, out of his glove. Oh, no. And the Sox go from there. They win 9-8, so the scoring came down from game one. Uh, And then the Sox take the series. The final game, Swervin Irvin versus Hauk. Uh, and the Sox get it done. Yoshida, Kike, and Duvall in that final game. You might hear a lot about Duvall this episode. My goodness. Adley Rushman. Uh, we're going to talk about him a lot all year. The Sox, more or less, take two out of three in the win column from the Baltimore Orioles to get it started uh, in the AL East. Let's head to Trevor Plouffe's Tampa Bay Rays, and they busted out the broomsticks against your Detroit Tigers. Tough. This isn't what Tigers fans wanted after last year, but I think they ran into a team that might be a buzzsaw this year. The Rays shut him out on opening day. McClanahan gets it done. Then they put up a 12 spot in game two while your guy Led Zeflin made his Rays debut. And then here comes Jeffrey Springs, who flirts with the first no-hit bit of the year. These Rays are tough. Wander Franco is going to make me eat a lot of crow this year because he wasn't on my top 10 shortstop list, and that was a miss. That guy is a freak show. The Tampa Bay Rays are back in Detroit. It's not what you wanted. I think you ran into a tough team. It's good to see Austin Meadows back and, and some of the guys, Riley Greenspeed. Tigers, let's put that in our rear view. Speaking of in the AL Central, Kansas City Royals put it in your rear view because Trevor Plouffe's twins busted out the broomsticks, and they did it with pitching. Er, the twins? Little Scooby-Doo in there. Pablo Lopez. How's your opening day start? No earned runs from him. Sonny Gray, a little messier than Pablo. He goes five innings shut, four walks, one K. And then Joe Ryan on the final day, and the twins pull it out late. Some impactful stuff, man. Trevor Larnack. With a big series. Joey Callow's playing first base. Trev, you're going to have to walk me through it. Kansas City, hey, we're we're going to bounce back. These twins are different this year. These twins are different. Pasquantino's going to go. I know it. I know it. Uh, Buxton had a big series. He kind of always does. Uh, we head down to Houston, Trev. The Astros split with the White Sox. Are these a new White Sox team? They hope so. 
Uh, Dylan Cease, let's hope he's the same from last year, and he was in game one. My goodness. Uh, pretty much untouchable from Cease. 6.1, 10 punches. Framber went toe-to-toe with them, but they pull it out late. Tim Anderson with a big series. Astros win the middle two games. Lynn, Javier, Giolito, Urquidy, you know it. Eloy, Jordan, a lot of studs in this game, man. A lot of talent on both sides. And the White Sox, they win the final game. Clevenger, Oscar Colas with a big game. And some energy in the outfield. Will it be a different White Sox here? Some good action in this series. I think that's going to be one we talk about a lot. In Oakland, there's two guys that we're for sure going to talk about a lot this year. And they went back-to-back. Trout and Shohei uh, after losing game one where Shohei pitched and everyone got off their LOL Angels tweets. They bounced back to win the next two games. 13-1, 6 Shout out to the A's on that first game uh, getting the opening day victory. Trev, I'm rusty. The shot clock ran out. Cleveland and Seattle. This might have been one of the most fun series this weekend, although opening night was boring because of good pitching. Bieber and Castillo. My goodness. Mariners win. Ty France. Ho, ho, ho. Ty France. Yes. How about it? How's your three-run shot to win it, basically, after that dominant pitching performance both ways? Then your Cleveland guard dogs. 9-4-2-0-6-5 in extras. The best series win of the season? I think so. Uh, This Cleveland lineup, man, uh, go look at it. Now that you know those guys, Andres Jimenez with 100 mil coming his way, some days he's batting seventh for them. They are a team. Seattle rear viewing it as well. They're on to bigger and better things for the rest of this year. But a really nice feather in the cap for the Cleveland Guardians to start their year. And that, Trevor Plouffe, is what happened in the AL. I got long. I got long. Dude, a lot of stuff happened this weekend. What are you supposed to do? You can't, you know, time is a man-made construct, Jake. I wouldn't be beholden to it. And it was, it's funny with these first series, you know, normally in the summer, a baseball series, when you, when you played 90 games, one game doesn't matter. But for these teams, (laughs) you've had three games to chew on. It's one third of your season. Uh, But Trev, there's a lot more coming and there's a lot more for you with MLB nine innings. They are back. MLB 9 Innings has a wide variety of game modes. Anyone, ask around the office. I am a phone gamer. Uh, And MLB 9 Innings, you could do whatever you want. Live PvP, 2,000 player cards to collect. Rosters, team logos, ballparks, and uniforms all up there. Larry Walker, Walter, Big Train, Johnson in the game? Yep. Mike Schmidt, Hoffman, Jackie Robinson, heard of him. And so many more. Download. And play MLB 9 Innings 23 today with the link in the description. Wow, they even said the link in the description. That's been my thing lately. If you're a baseball fan and you're listening to Talking Baseball, you might like MLB 9 Innings 23. So go download it now. Trevor Plouffe, I almost gassed myself out. I almost fainted midway there. Where uh, where do you want to jump, my Hawaiian prince? I would like you to stop talking and let me get a go. little bit of shine on in go. this episode. My goodness. You know, uh, this is a two-man show now on uh, Mondays and Fridays, but you're trying to make it a one-man one show. Man. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Get you some water. Ball you hog. need some. I almost, I'm, I'm sweating. 
where we can go all sorts of different places. I think, like we said earlier, there were some big series. The one that I picked out before uh, opening day was that Astros White Sox series because there are some very talented players. I think that was a really well played series. You get the split there. Um, the Guardians, as you mentioned, going into Seattle and taking three of four is, I think you're right. I think you called that like that's the biggest series, biggest like, um, you know, you hang your hat on that one. You go in, people are questioning you if you're the Guardians. You know, they won the Central last year, but can they do it again? You know, a lot of one-run games, the way they play, does that really stack up against some of these powerhouse teams? And sure as shit, it does, man. You know, whether it's taking advantage on the base pass or taking advantage of an error, an errant throw. Um, you mentioned Andre Semenez doing his things. I mean, it's just an incredible series for them. The twins doing it. I, I kind of want to start with the twins because I did watch I did watch most of the games and um I want to give them a little bit of shine because you're right, you called it in your burn. <clears throat> Minnesota p- Twins and starting pitching doesn't necessarily stack up. And Twins fans will tell you, well, that wasn't really the problem last year. And like, there's been some good pitching uh, uh, overall, you know, lately. But I think this rotation that Rocco has uh, right now might be the best that he's had uh, in his tenure there. And you probably have to go back pretty far to find another Twins rotation that was as good as this. Um, and they showed up. Uh, 16 and a third innings pitched, I believe it was one earned run. And that was a, a solo homer that Joe Ryan gave up like in the second inning or something like that. Uh, these guys looked really good and we've been hearing it from day one in camp there. Uh, Lopez, you know, he's kind of came in and almost become like a, a leader in that rotation. You know, they talk about his work ethic. They talk about the head is on his shoulders and what he's been able to bring. And if you hear him talk, he's very aware of, of what they gave up to bring him in. Right. You know, Larissa Rise was very loved in Minnesota. And if you watch him play ball, you, you, you kind of instantly fall in love with him. But the Twins needed a guy like Lopez. They bring him in. He's been nothing but spectacular for them. You know, like I said, not only in this start, but in spring and, and, and showing his leadership quality. So he comes in and, and does it. Sonny Gray, you know, maybe didn't have his best command. But he found a way to do it, and I think that's you know a mark of a, a veteran and a guy they can count on. And then Joe Ryan, who I think is going to take massive, uh, massive leap this year and be like a guy guy. He does it. Everything they did was great. Uh, Rocco has some interesting dis- decisions uh, to make with like Polanco being on the IL. He second base they put Gordon there, and then Lefty would come in. Kyle Farmer would come in. So there's some depth now with the Twins and. I think you're going to talk about a little bit of Byron Buxton later and mm. kind of the things that he offers there. Uh, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Gallo. Yeah. Playing first base, uh, two homer day, almost hit a third. Uh, this guy, I said it from the start. When you sign in Minnesota, he was getting torn apart in New York. You go to L.A., you're kind of mixed up in – all sorts of stuff. It's a different vibe there. You go to Minnesota, you feel comfortable. We talked about this, and I think he does. And all the quotes that he has, and you know, the times that I've talked to him, he just feels like this is somewhere that he can. I don't want to say it's not as stressful because big league games are always stressful, and you know, he's he's really fighting for like, you know, to come back and, and reestablish himself in the league essentially. Uh, but if there's one place that he can do it, I I, I think it's here. Um, 
Twins relievers look good. Like they're they're A relievers. They all got time in and 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 pitched well. Hell of a series. I know it was against the Royals, so people will probably say that I'm talking too long about the Twins here, but uh, that to me was a really nice sight. And they go to they go to Miami next. Start three and zero. Maybe mm. you start six and zero, and then the Astros mm. come into town, and that's going to be a big boy series. <laughs> okay, you're six and zero Twins. Yeah, I'll, uh, <clears throat> Royals fans, you're obviously not as excited for the first episode as you thought uh, you might be. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Um, and that's, you know, that's, but it's an honest part of the equation. And hey, it could change very soon because guess what? Bobby Witt Jr., MJ Melendez, Salvi Perez, and Pasquantino, the top four in that lineup, I, I still think those guys are going to go this year. So hey, maybe, maybe it was first series. Maybe we're talking about a different Royals team. Um, you know, later on this year, and hey, uh, Araldis Chapman hit 102 uh, on the gun, almost 103 again. So, um, you know, we'll uh we'll put that in our in our rear view. Singer had didn't pitch in this series for them, and I, you know, he was kind of their breakout guy last year. So, um, for the Twins, Trevin, I think it's going to be a little bit of a theme of this episode. It's what what matters, and Joey Gallo can potentially matter. You talk about all of it, whether it's media or contract year or shifts or whatever it is. Um, and by the way, playing first base, I almost, uh, you know, I was a half taken aback. Like you, you forget like this guy played a little third base back in the day. He's played all the outfield positions. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's hard to do. So, uh, if Joey Gallo can do that for them, that's a big weapon. Trevor Larnack deserves a big shout out. Former yeah. first round pick middle of the lineup. Uh, that at fourth, all, I think, clean up all three games. If he puts up a season, that's significant because I know they need help from some of their lefty bats this year. That, um, again, for all of these first series, we're we're delving into one series with with limited data. But for what we've got, I mean, as a Twins fan, you know, as you went through Trev, you you basically checked all the boxes. Um, so happy for them. No twins. Yeah, Larnick was like fighting for a spot, essentially. Right. In spring training, a couple injuries happen. All of a sudden, you're back and clean up. Let's go, dude. I think he went like five for 11 or something like that in the series. Not bad. Let's go, man. You know what? Sometimes guys need an opportunity, you know, and they get it in certain ways and you run with it. Trev, uh, a couple Dalton on our on our stats this year, uh, a stud you may know him from Blitzball and some of our other stuff at John Boy Media. Uh, shout out to our Venezuelans, Pablo Lopez joined uh, Johan as the only Venezuelans to start opening day for the Twins, and Lopez became the first Twins pitcher to earn an opening day win on the road since Brad Radke in '03. Babe, fire it up, uh, Brad so, Radke, my guy, Brad Radke, uh, different era of pitching um and yeah that uh the melendez double play in that first game uh trev we got a bop uh happy for your twins but you know we got a we got a lot to cover you mentioned it quickly and i i think i want to jump there let's go to houston um god i guess it's just a central show this year trev uh god damn it jimmy need you back kid um because again what matters right and we're in houston and and you know they're gonna be good and you know Hey, you know, their games in October are going to happen and exist, so they're fine either way. The Chicago White Sox. Um, 
that rotation that we drooled over and a lot of the guys that we drooled over last year and you made, they were your World Series pick and they were a lot of people's World Series pick and they gave us such a bad sample size of baseball last year that everyone was out. You know, there's a couple people before this season that were given the, you know, if it clicks, you know, they still talent, but nobody confidently, nobody was banging the table for these White Sox this year. And I think... A couple things stood out for me. Um, a, you know, Clevenger in that rotation now and, and what their starting rotation could be. The other thing that was important for me, too, was essentially a whole new outfield. Uh, Robert, who, who he's, you know, was hurt for part of last season and his play was down, he made an incredible catch in center field that, again, mm-hmm. not shots fired at. Our guy, A.J. Pollock, although you'd probably want more shots fired at A.J. Pollock for what he did to you, um, he wouldn't have gotten that ball last year, um, and, and Robert does. Andrew Benintendi wasn't a part of the White Sox last year, and he's in their outfield. And Oscar Colas, the Cuban ball player. So I guess for me it was a little eye-opening that it's like, wow, these White Sox, you know, we spent a lot of time on Jose Abreu leaving, which, you know, this was the Jose Abreu series, you got a whole new outfield. You got a new manager, which managers I think are going to be a topic today. And it's just a new season, man, that I think it was big for the White Sox to not lose this series against, you know, if if Houston swept them, how, how easy would it have been for us to kind of kick our arms up and say, yeah, well, they're Houston and they're the White Sox. Didn't happen. No, I think a split going into Houston and getting a split especially, you know, starting off opening day, you're going to get the aces. You know, I know you're firing your aces back at them, but it's just that's everything you hope for if you're the White Sox. Let's go. Let's split this series. Would it be nice to get three or four? Sure. Is that realistic? Like, not really, dude. It's the fucking Astros. Uh, And that first game, you know, they were really uh, poor poor with runners in scoring position. They had their opportunities. And then eventually, uh, was it Vaughn? He got to Presley, right? Incredible uh, to get the victory that way as well. One thing I will say, I was watching that game, and this stuck out to me. I don't, this is kind of going off script a little bit. But my Cuban homie, Oscar, comes up, pinch hits, gets a base knock for his first hit, and they didn't even show it. I mean, I'm going to talk about the pitch clock later. Mm. One thing I'll say is like they're producing these games is going to be interesting because I didn't even get to see – his first big league hit. All of a sudden, you just hear them saying, oh, well, there's Oscar Colas' first big league hit. Uh, so that's going to have to change. But look, this was a heavyweight matchup. I think that we are going to look at the White Sox in a much different light this year. I know they sucked last year. Trust me. I mean, I was following them, rooting for them hard last year. Didn't fucking happen. Things are different. Vibes are different. I think people are playing in, in, in more natural positions. We talked about that in their TPP. You know, get Vaughn out of the outfield. Let's get Eloy back to DHing. Like, let's let's get these guys where they are comfortable. We're going to see a different White Sox team uh, this year. And there's been good reports on on Liam Hendricks. They haven't put him on the yeah. IL yet, have they? Um, I think he's. Uh, I'll double check. Yeah, I, I'd assume he's on fifteen day IL. But he's not. on the fifteen. They haven't put him on the 15. sixty. They haven't put him on the okay. sixty. So, yeah, man. I mean, you talked about the starting rotation, and 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 these guys can really go. And it's a Giolito contract year. Lance Lynn was grabbing his fucking dick and yeah, yelling out stuff, which is mid season form for him. Kind of got, got like that if you're a White Sox fan. 
But again, this is uh, about as good a series as you can have uh, going into Houston and splitting two. Reynaldo Lopez throwing some serious heat out of the pen for them. Yeah, man, it's a. Uh, I guess for me, it was a little bit of a head tilt moment. Like I know, I know we've said it casually in passing. Like the White Sox can go this year. Uh, early schedule watch: San Francisco for three, Pirates, and then at Minnesota, and that might be a fun little. That might be a fun White Sox if if you want to join the party early this year. Go to Minnesota and make a little noise. Um, God, all this. Did you did you see? Like I was watching, so I watched uh, opening day pretty in, in, intently. Um, and it was Grafal's first game, and uh, they were going in like the car with him and I. What's the guy's name that was calling the game? I forget his name right now. For the White Sox. No, he was. It was an ESPN game. Oh, so it was, was uh, it Ravich or Eduardo Perez or Eduardo Perez? Yeah, they got really deep into their childhood friendship, and it kind of like made it a little bit about Eduardo. I was like, "Hey, man, like, this is kind <laughs> of not, not really about you, bro. Like, let your friend have the shine here." Um, but they got pretty uh, in depth, and it was kind of it's kind of cool. I don't know. It's a big deal for these guys to you know he finally gets a managerial job, gets yeah. a, gets a W, and. Thought that was pretty cool. So the uh, Eduardo kind of stole his shine a little bit. That's uh, I I don't haven't come across Eduardo. I saw him at the airport once. Didn't say hi. I just it would have been a whole thing. Um, he's a nice guy. But yeah, he's supposedly like when he walks into like a clubhouse, he's like the king of the world. So I, I think there's a I could see bit that. Of that. I could see that a lot. Um, Jose Abreu against his old team. Uh, Astros get their rings and they do the celebration. Um, Dylan Cease ties. White Sox opening day strikeout record. We saw some of that around the league. We'll he's get, filthy. We'll get to you, Garrett. He's uh, he's worth the watch. He's worth the watch. Him and uh, him and Strider are like weird ALNL cousins that just strike you out. Does Strider have size eighteen feet? Like, what's up with that? It looks like he's wearing skis. I mean, I can Spencer Strider feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, we're not in the NL yet. I haven't. I haven't yeah. Uh, Trev, let's, can we get a little AL East before I get sick? And just a reminder, if you're new to the show, we'll go A-L-N-L-I-L. So, you know, uh, Rangers, Phils. I know my, my Yanks started out with an IL series against, uh, your Gabe Kapler. Um, Mm -hmm. let's go, uh, let's go Orioles Sox. I think, uh, Ray's. Rays, uh, Tigers, I mentioned it in the burn. I, I don't really think. And, and guys, we're also, you know, some of the series we're going to be a little lighter on this year. Like, uh, Rays pitched in our good, and Tigers, you're going you're gonna to have to earn us back, man. Like, a- after a really tough last season, um, I will say, and I said it in there, like, I'm, I'm already a Wander Franco apologist. I, he, last year he got banged up, and he never got, like, consecutive playing time. He's uh, You didn't put him on your top ten shortstops? I'll say this. There's a lot of good shortstops. There's a lot of very yes. good shortstops, and he's young, and he's got to prove it a little more, but he's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, Trev, the upstart Orioles, who finished higher in the standings last year than the Boston Red Sox. Uh, they start out in Fenway. A crazy... First game, I mean, Fenway ball to the T. The the fact that the Sox had a chance at the end felt crazy. Uh, and then the fact that they win the Saturday game feels even crazier. Um, Adley Rushman 
I think at the end of the year, it'll almost be a no argument that he's the best catcher in baseball. Sorry, Phillies fans. And that's, I don't think it's a shot at JT. I think it's more of where Adley, Trev. Not a, you think it's a foregone conclusion that Adley Rushman's the best catcher in baseball? Hello, Will Smith. Hello, JT Real Muto. Like, what? What? Trev, I was mad because I heard people saying that. And then just watching his every and he got five hits one day and you're 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 in yeah kind of dude I don't know what else to say like uh, he, he yes he's he's that guy um, and the Red Sox hey we said the Red Sox lineup could be pesky and they played Red Sox ball man you put up some runs and they gave themselves a chance Adam Duvall trying to bounce back and get back to his twenty one form um, and most importantly for me the Red Sox game three. They got up, they kicked it to their bullpen. Dick Blyer, who's done it for a few years. Schreiber, who broke out last year. Um, and then they busted out the lead uh, later in the game. Or they went Chris Martin and then Caleb Bort after they opened it up. But that's the Red Sox formula. Like, let's put up runs, and if we can get it to our pen, we could win some games. And I, I, that felt impactful. It doesn't change my season outlook for either team, but it was like, okay, the, the Red Sox did what they wanted to do, and it worked. This to me was a series like it kind of played out the way we thought it would play out. Maybe not the, you know, dramatic ending of game two, but the starting pitching we questioned on both of these teams and it did not show up for either team uh, to start this series. I mean, look at these lines right now. Our guy Gibby, five innings pitch, four and runs. Kluber, three and a third, five and runs. I mean, you can go down the list. There wasn't a good start in the whole lot of it. Uh, the runs were being scored left and right. And I don't know if that's just AL East ball, you guys tell mm. me, but the, these were the questions we had. We Yeah, we said that lineup for the Red Sox can go. Like, we're kind of excited to see what can happen, but can we really rely on these starters, you know, to take them to the promised land? With the Orioles, we kind of said the same thing. Like, are you guys going to make a move and try to go get somebody? And, you know, they bring in Gibby, and we love him. Um, they bring in Swerve and Irvin. Um, to me... That's going to be a main focus for both of these teams throughout the year. Can we get by with these starters? And if we can't, what are we going to do? What you know, like that's yeah. very important, especially over one sixty-two to have some starting pitching depth and and be, being able to rely on some guys. And I know it's one series, and I could be eating these words, but we have these question marks coming into the season, and the first series just you know they didn't do anything to you know persuade us the other way. So this was a. Uh, Fun series to watch, definitely. Uh, but still, I think there's a lot of question marks with both of these teams. Yeah, you know, you know, Baltimore's going to call Grayson Rodriguez at some point, and no, it, he's not ready. Yeah, right. He's not ready. Yeah, yeah, I bet. He um, said that, like, okay, when is he going to be ready? Yeah, uh, a couple weeks. Our uh, boy Eno Sarah said uh, he's got some awesome articles. He loves Grayson Rodriguez, and he, you know, he has his own statistic called Stuff Plus that he created and in that statistic, which a lot of people like to use, uh, he's like, this guy compares to, you know, Sandy Alcantara. Like, yeah, he's, he's one of the best in the biggies and you're telling me he's not ready. Well, because four to what? six more starts and he'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Just needs to go to the minor leagues and really work on it there. Events. Trev, it's a game of adjustment. So, uh, once he does that, uh, and yeah, for the Sox kid, it's going to be, you know, which, uh, which of these veteran options, Click, you know, Chris Sale was back. He was on the mound, and he pitched. So can can he get back to being, you know, uh, a scary Chris Sale? 
you know, they're going to get Whitlock uh, back at some point. So let's let's see what that looks like. I, You know, I think the Red Sox, I guess the thing for me is if the Red Sox hang around, I do think they would go and add a starting pitcher where Baltimore hasn't, like, earned that from me yet. Um, you know, the this offseason, there were some talks about them making the big free agent splash, and it didn't happen. So until Baltimore, you know, they traded at last deadline, right? So Baltimore, they're going, I'm going to have to see that to believe that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this was this was a wild series. Uh, Yoshida goes the last game. The We Got Ice guys were both like, wow, watching Justin Turner is awesome. Um, and, yeah, man, Adam Duvall had one of the biggest, biggest weekends of anyone. And go... Go look at that 2021 stat line. It was a massive season. The Sox kind of bought low on him, and if he if he can go for them, I mean, he can he can be a tremendous tremendous value for them. Is like Adam Duvall the new Hunter Renfro, and then who's going to mm. be the new Adam Duvall after that? Do you know Ooh. what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Um, kind of like a veteran outfielder coming in and just banging the ball around in Fenway. Love that. Love that for that. Sound off in the comments. Uh, Trev, I, I think the only AL series that I really want to go into left would be Seattle-Cleveland. I mean, we, we did a little bit of it, uh, and we were flirting with it. Again, Angels-Oakland. You guys might not be the most stoked with us, but you, you guys kind of know. Like, <laughs> you know, the, when the Shohei and Trout show, pretty badass. Um, and a couple other guys had big performances. Gio and Taylor Ward in that second game. Uh, Logan O'Hoppy, first career home run. Uh, we like that. Nikki Cass's friend. Um, but yeah, I, I think the real the the real story comes out. Uh, Luis Castillo and Shane Bieber, as beautiful as a boring baseball game can get, because there was really they weren't allowing anything. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think that final game is the one for me where Seattle, you know, they're trying to not lose three out of four. They're looking for the split at home. Julio hits the, the homer to get the game started and get on the board there. Uh, but that Cleveland bullpen comes in. 5.1, one hit, no walks, eight Ks. And that might be where this team, for whatever reason, we have Cleveland, small budget, blah, 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 but like, they got a bullpen that it can pitch. They got starting pitchers that can pitch. They play defense. They run. They got pop. They do it all, man. And I, again, I don't want this to be a one series overreaction because this team made the playoffs last year too. But this Cleveland team is good, and and so is Seattle. Cleveland just got the best of them. Exactly. I think if you played this series, you know, ten times, you'd get a bunch of different results. Like this is these are two teams that. They don't play similar brands of baseball, but maybe they kind of do. If that makes any sense? Not really. That doesn't. Make I, any I don't sense think. I don't think on. I don't think on offense. I think pitching wise, like they both have strong rotations and they both have strong bullpens. I think offensively, they they profile profile a diffy. little bit differently. Yes, but again, I think that is you go into Seattle, who has you know crazy expectations there, and an Really good roster. I mean, I went on baseball today and said that I think they're top five in the AL for me. Chris Rose said top three. Mm. And you know what? Go ahead and check the rosters out. That It's right. Like, this is one of the top teams in the AL. Cleveland goes in and, and takes three or four. I think that's 
It's just massive. And then to do it in extra innings in the last game, like you said, taking advantage of a few mistakes, coming back after that first game, it was France with the three-run jack to right field. You know, that's kind of like a – that hurts, man. You're Cleveland and, you know, your your offense doesn't show up and you, you get beat uh, late in the game like that. But then to respond and go three straight victories there is – this is a team that I think everyone kind of wrote – I mean, I wrote them off a little bit. I picked the Twins to win the division. Mm. I'm saying, like, Cleveland, like, you got to prove it to me again. Fuck that, dude. Like, this is a really, really good baseball team. They got some players there. Like, Jimenez, I think, is not – going to sneak up on anybody anymore they gave him the contract yeah. extension so like this is a team now with real deal expectations and coming in and, and and having a series like that only only makes them you know heavier those expectations so it's um you talked about the rotation they're testing the depth uh their depth already McKen- yeah. with mckenzie being out and um they just did it man and I don't think Seattle should be too worried about, you know, starting uh, off this way because, you know, they're right in the games and they're going to be just fine. Seattle's a juggernaut. Yeah, it's it's going to be – we kind of uh, – Seattle's, like, been invited to the potential elite of the American League. And for for some reason, we kind of keep Cleveland just right on the outside, maybe some, some being mean to the AL Central. And I don't <laughs> – there's not much – they haven't done anything to deserve that on our end. Um, you know, they're they're young. They're really good. And, yeah, I mean, them and Seattle are in very similar boats. Um, that Well, except one team's got the big bad wolf in their division and, and the other team doesn't unless your twins go this year, Trev. What? They're 3-0. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Did they are one of, they swept. one of three undefeated teams teams all in the american league uh so why don't we go to the national league uh, yep if you're up for that thieves you got the tunes oh it's good to be back in the national league used to go first in the nl trev now we don't let's get this one over quick braves and nats um sorry nats fans cover your ears it felt like two teams from two different leagues playing each other um, sloppy game The first game on opening day What was going on there It looked like a snowball fight Every time you watched it Max Freed gets her That's important And we hate that uh, Spencer Strider deals And that's obvious Matt Olson hits And that's obvious uh, Hey Natitude They take the final game Mackenzie Gore With a solid start We love that for them um, Ronald Acuna might steal 50 this year Watch out for that this was a fun series. How about the Brewers and the Cubbies, huh? Oh, Midwest baseball, sunshine, no ivy at Wrigley yet. It'll bloom soon. And they take down Corbin Burns. Game one, Stroman shoves. Dansby put together a nice little opening series for him in three for four on opening day. But the Milwaukee Brewers come back, and they take the next two games after being shut out on opening day. 3-1 Woodruff shoves Williams, Williams Contreras with two RBI. Welcome to the Brew Crew. Uh, and then that final game, it looked like it was going to be back and forth, but the Brewers blow it open. Jesse Winker. Hey, how are you, Brewers, Jesse Winker? That could be impactful. And Trevor, speaking of impactful, Patrick Wisdom, some have compared mm. him to you. Two homers. Whoops. Two homers and a loss. If that's not Trevor Plouffe. Uh, <laughs> good for the Brewers winning their first series. Reds, Pirates. 
I'm going to need you guys to sound off in the comments. Although that first game was a lot of fun. Keller and Green, 5-4 game, back and forth. Uh, Reds, after losing the first game to the Pirates, they take the next two, Lodolo and Ashcraft, on the bump. We saw some Jonathan India, TJ Friedel uh, for your Cincinnati Reds, who are 2-1 and, and on top of the NL Central. Let's go, Reds. Mets take three out of four from the Fish. Uh, you know, we all, we end up talking a lot about the Fish because they have the pitching and they've retooled their hitting, but they lose on opening day. Uh, Scherzer and Alcantara, that was a fun one. Uh, Nimmo and Marte with big days for the Mets. Marlins, they win 2-1 game two, but the Mets take the final two and it all ends on Ghost Fork Day. Sanga, kind of must watch. We got a sick... Uh, Sangasher in the store. Go check that out. Um, Mets, three out of four as they get back on the horse from last season. Fish, always a half sad. Let's go out west, Trev. Kelsey Wingert's rocks versus BBD's Padres. And how about them rocks? Opening day, 7-2. Next game, 4-1. Freeland, Marquez, pump it into my veins. CJ Crone, he can't stop. Good on the Padres. They take the next two games. They salvage a little opening day weekend. 8-4, 3-1. Seth Lugo, first start in a minute. Seven innings. Matt Carpenter's doing things. Bogarts hit all weekend. Uh, I think at the end of this series, both teams were kind of okay with the results. Um, and then I think your final National League series, if I'm reading it right, my snakes versus your Dodgers. And they split them. How about it? Dodgers win 8-2 on opening day. Urias and Gallon. That was a fun pitching matchup. But the Dodgers hitting was a little too much that day. Will Smith had a great series. Snakes win 2-1. Kelly and May, that's another good matchup. Dre Jameson out of the pen. You might want to learn that cat's name. Pretty good stuff. Trace Thompson, three-homer day, but the Snakes, Jake McCarthy, were buttoned in the ninth inning to bring home the game-winning run. They split, um, and we play for rings in the desert. And that's what happened in the National League. Crush that one. There we go. You're back. Just one one little series got you. There you go. Spring training for everyone, Trev. Um where do you want to go in the NL, Big Daddy? Oh, so many good places. I think we maybe start, because we're a central elitist pod, maybe you start uh, with the Cubs and the Brew Crew. It's a fun How series. about that? Yeah. It, it was a fun series. Stroman out there strutting his stuff on opening day. Um, he got into a little bit of trouble. I saw the Rowdy Telez double play. Uh, kind of a excuse me swing from him that was nice uh then you know the brewers responding and, and taking the the following two is a big deal for them uh, because i i think if any team in the nl has identity issues right now it's it's the brew crew Ooh. like we're trying to fi- i i do I, I we're trying to figure it out because for so long we've had them in the top tier of nl teams mm. you know they have the pitching you know we we think they have enough offense we want them to add but you know they kind of did over the offseason, bringing in Winker. Um, but they, to me, have now, I mean, they're a, a middle-of-the-road team in my mind. Do you feel the same way? 
about the Brewers? Do you still have them in the upper echelon of teams? I I think I'm in the middle. I, I think they can join the party. I think St. Louis has taken a step above them, right? Like if we were doing talking baseball. Roster-wise, yeah. If we yeah. were doing talking baseball last year, we'd say, you know, St. Louis and Milwaukee. Neck and, Milwaukee's got the pitching. St. Louis is more, more lineup. Um, Milwaukee did that sneaky retool. Jesse Winker. Is he mm-hmm. Red's Jesse Winker? Uh, William Contreras, like a young stud in the middle of the lineup. They're... I think their season is in the hands of their young players. They've got Garrett Mitchell, um, you know, running it in the outfield. Bryce Terang. Um, they called up Joey Weimer because who got hurt? Luis Urias. Urias. Urias gets hurt. Who, you know, he's supposed to be That's a guy. guy. He's supposed to be a guy yeah. for them. Milwaukee operates differently. We know this. They're not one of the big market teams. They rely on... They're young players to come up and contribute. And if you hit, like, I don't know what Garrett Mitchell is yet. I, I hope he's a stud. And if he is, you know, that changes where Milwaukee's season can possibly land. Him and him and Terang for the most part. I think I think they're gonna lean on those two guys the the hardest. That um I I'm kind of with you. We might be too close to the situation. I think Yelich, we're gonna he's gonna evolve. Like, he might become an OBP king, or the pop might come back a little bit. Like, I think we're going to see an evolution from him. You kind of, Adamas and Telez are going to do their thing. That Winker and some of these young guys are going to dictate a lot of their season, because they can still pitch. And I I thought this series, actually, and Cubs fans, they're not going to like this. I think it kind of encompassed where the Cubs and Brewers are at. Like, uh, the Brewers ended up winning the series, and, and they fought. They had a good Jesse Winker pinch hit at bad, and they, they blew open yeah. the final game. Cubs, you know, opening day, loud, and, you know, Stroman's making plays, and Dansby three for four. They shut them out, and, you know, Cubs fans are a little more excited about their pitching than, the, than a lot of people around baseball are. That I think this series kind of encompassed both teams. Yeah, I love that you mentioned the Winker at bat. I think that's... He's to me, he's the wild card for the brewer season. He's like, I don't even know what the term I'm looking for is. Like, mm-hmm. if he goes, I think they could get back into my mind at, uh, you know, one of the upper echelon NL teams. They need someone like that. So he gets the pinch hit, ties the game with a single. And then in Sunday's game, I think he had a couple more hits, a couple more RBIs. So a nice start. And I think that's good for him. We talk about it all the time, dude. Like, Jesse Winker can flat out rake. Now I understand in Seattle didn't really work out, but let's let's get this guy back to doing what he does best. I think it's really going to help the the Brewers. Um, and another, yeah, it's nice for them also to bounce back after losing. You know, Corbin Burns is your guy. You go and lose that for opening day, had some chances, didn't happen, but to go out and come back and win the next two games is is good. And I agree with you with Cubs fans. I, I think that's uh, it's. uh Oh, my amp is gone. Mm. Anyways. Damn. Uh, for the Cubs, you know, you come out win opening day, and then um, all of a sudden, you find yourself uh, losing a series. But there's some good things to to see there. So I think you know we're talking one series. We don't want to overreact to all yeah. of this. I think the Cubs, you know, if you when I watched them play this weekend, I was like, this team's pretty good. I like this team. That's kind of where they land for me. Like, right. Pretty good. We'll see how it goes. Right, like where where does it land by the trade deadline? Does it look any different after that? This team's going to defend, my goodness. Nico Horner, Dansby, Cody, uh, 
it's it's impressive when when you look around and see who's out there. Um, that yeah, and they Cubs fans, and this is where we probably differ. Guess what? Like you guys should believe in your pitching. Like I I know your guys you guys had a better second half, and there's some young guys, and and you guys kind of believe in your your new pitching coach and where things have been heading. Pitching wise, they yeah, and hey, Justin Steele and Strowman, they they had great performances. So, um, it's one series. I, I think the Cubs, if you're Cubs fans, you you saw Dansby get going, you saw a little bit of your formula. That yeah, you're you're not, you know, I don't think you're punching pillows yet. Um, no, maybe maybe you are. Um, Reds Pirates. Uh, sorry guys, I'm. A lot of young talent. Go O'Neal Cruz, Jonathan India, and the Viking hat. I support that. Over it, I don't like. No, it. you I mean, would he hate looks, that. He looks. He looks good in it. He kind. You know, that picture was pretty sick. much anything. Yeah. It's just, man. What are you gonna <laughs> do when you hit a homer and you're losing fucking fourteen to one, and you hit a solo jack? You're gonna put the Viking helmet on. This is where things get complicated, people. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I want you guys to have your fun. I'm like, you want to be a It's Debbie just Downer. difficult over 162. That's all I'm saying. Debbie Downer. Keep the same Downer. energy. Mm. Um, wow. Now we're all just kind of down right now. Whole tone of the show just changed. So down. Because so. I didn't like it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I like- Trev, I mean, everyone has the same thoughts, man. That it's like, hey... You know, have your fun, but there's there's going to be a couple tough ones, you know? Yes. And then there's going to be a, a lot of tough ones, I think. Hey, maybe not. Uh, go Reds, go there. Top of the NL Central as we stand here at 2-1. and one. Um, Hey, go Reds, go, baby. Um, Trev, where was the... Mets Marlins? Mets Marlins. I, I think that's the other one that needs a big check. And, and it's mostly... Honestly, for me, it's mostly Sanga. Um, you know, one of the sneakier... Obviously, there was publicity around it, but I, I think it was 5 for 75, which... It happened early in the offseason, too, If right? Yeah, and I, I think it's... And, and I'm part of the problem that... I said this with the Oshida. I, I, I said it with Sanga as well, that for years, my kind of thing has been like, we don't know. Like, these guys come over and we find out, and we're still going to find out. It's one start. Let's see him twice around the league, all, all the normal stuff. But it doesn't look bad. And I'll tell you what, that ghost fork, I know we, we like getting excited about, A, anything that has a cool name, B, when you wear a swaggy glove with it. But three, what gets me going is that some of them were gross. Um, yes. You know, I... There was a couple Marlins guys that were swinging at pitches that hit before the plate because it just it can fall off the table. That that was uh it was fun to see what he was all about. And after kind of his first inning, he settled in and he looked he looked good. I mean, the Mets look good. Yeah, in general, I know you want to talk about Sanga, and I I'm very curious to see how he you know gets around the league. And this is this is the Marlins. We kind of have to remember that. So I don't want to you know rain on his parade uh, a little bit but i'm sorry i guess i am bringing the show down today i don't mean to <laughs> i i enjoyed watching these games i enjoyed the series um i guess i'm just trying not to overreact to all these things because it is one series but the mets looked really good uh marlin's kind of like same old same old i guess you could say there um three of four is nice to get and it's as much as we expect the Mets to come win a series, uh, 
in Miami. Four game sets we always talk about. They're difficult. You know, the, a split is is good in a four game set, but to go take three or four, uh, I think is is great. And they're dealing with some, you know, some injuries to their uh, their pitching, and they're able to overcome that in the series, which is nice. My guy David Robertson. Um, there was in the first game. Uh, Drew Smith, Brooks Raley, David Robertson, bam, nine consecutive yeah. outs. They'll they've pieced it together. They'll find a way to do it. You want Edwin Diaz there, obviously, but you you got to move on, right? And they found a way to do it. Um, I don't know how much we need to go into the series. Do you think we need to really uh, I go guess, play by play here? No, I guess I guess the only thing if if I was a fish fan. Um, you know, you played the Mets who, you know, they were ranked the number two team by our fans, and I agreed with them. Um, and, yeah, you 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 ran into it. Uh, you know, the the one – you could look at two sides of the coin that, you know, the one game they won two to one, if, if that goes differently, where, you know, we might be opening the NL and talking about uh, the Mets, Mets sweep. So, hey, Fish, like we said with a lot of teams – one series. We love Joey Wendell. Avisail Garcia looked like he lost weight to me. Uh, Marlins fans, check in. Let me know. I thought he looked really good. Um, and yeah, hey, a rise hit. So that, that's that's supposed to be part of the new formula. Um, so yeah, let's let's see how you guys look against not the Mets. And as they play, your Minnesota Twins, Trev. So I'm sure yes. we'll be talking about them a lot on Friday's show. Um Trev, we got a couple big IL ones, so I, I wanna I, I wanna get through these tidy and, and maybe they're mostly player performances because Rockies Padres uh and then Dodgers Snakes. Um for me in San Diego and Colorado, it, it is individual performances. CJ Crone balls out. Um, but then I think he tweaks his back later in the series, which I don't like that. Xander Bogarts balls out. He's he's hitting all over the place for his new team. Kyle Freeland with a great start and one of the best plays you'll watch a pitcher make. Um, Jeter-esque, I think the notes say, Trevor. Um, yeah, I okay. So I guess in that series, it's it's a lot of performances that jumped out to me. Padres, uh, Rockies you're talking yeah. about? Sorry, I was reading some. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think CJ, is he, he's not hurt right now. I think he like had some stuff in spring training. BBD, can you check that? I got three. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He got three games worth of at bats uh, in spring training. Yeah, he's um, like, I don't fucking need spring training. Yeah, I know how to hit. Ball out. Yeah. yeah. Is is CJ Crone? I I think he's not under contract for next year. Is he going to become one of those guys that just like is a no brainer signing that someone's going to get for like a one year deal, two year deal? And we're like, why didn't why didn't my favorite team go do this deal? Yeah. Adam, like, is he going to become one of those mercenaries? Yeah, like an Adam Duvall, Adam Duvall. or Jock Peterson-ish. He's is that what he's going to become? Already. 178 career taters. Um, you can hit the shit out of the ball, man. Including three in this series. Um, um, two out of four. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some of the stats that uh, – because that, you said individual performances here. I didn't watch a lot of these games, so I'm kind of looking at them right now. I did see Kyle Freeland make a really nice play. They were calling it the most athletic play a pitcher's ever made. Relax, people. It's still a pitcher. Okay, it was a ground ball that went 30 feet. That's a great and he, point. And he hopped up and threw it to first base. Here. It's a great point. <laughs> a little golf clap. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle Freeland, for that. 
Um, Seth Seth Lugo too. Circle that one. Seven innings pitch for him out of first start in a while. Yeah. Let's move on. I think we should move on to Dodgers, uh, D-backs, then get into the IL because we're trying to keep things tidy yeah. this year. What, what do you have on this? Can't go through. I, I, I've got my snakes notes, but. So I think, okay, for the Dodgers, you know, there's a lot of question marks. Uh, we've always relied on depth and they're being tested, you know, this year. A lot of guys having to come up and play big parts that maybe weren't necessarily in the plans. Uh, James Outman bullied his way onto the team. He shows up in the series, uh, hits a homer. Uh, Miguel Vargas, I, I asked uh, James Loney, I said, is this guy the real deal? Is he going to be good? And he said, this guy's the real deal. I think he he walked a bunch of times, like looks good at the Eight plate for a young guy. in four games. That's what you want to see out of a young guy. Um, that means he's seeing the ball, tracking it well. And then Trace Thompson has the big game. And that one's interesting to me because they're kind of platooning Outman and Trace Thompson. Uh, does it end up working out differently? Like, do they end up like playing more at the same time together? We'll see. Uh, but these are the performances that the Dodgers have become accustomed to having from guys that like they need to step up. Like they're stepping up. Trace Thompson's been really good for them since since he came over uh, last year. Was he was he in Detroit last year? No, so he uh, I I went on a Trace Thompson deep dive because I was like, what happened and how have the Dodgers done this again? Um, he had a little bit of a vagabond tw- in 2021. He had 15 games with the Cubs where he actually played well, and then he was Padres for six games, and then 74 with the Dodgers where he had a 901 OPS in those games, and now he's going again. Where was he in 2022? Still with the Dodgers. So yeah, Padres for six, Dodgers for okay. Yeah, I had the teams wrong, but you know, Dustin May, we weren't sure what we we're going to see out of him. I mean, you watch him pitch, and and you know he's got electric stuff. For him to come out and 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 do what he did was awesome. The Dodgers team is, they're going to be good. I know Max Muncie had a rough first game. I think he had five five Ks in the first game. He'll be all right as well. Um, but go Snakes, hey. Splitting the series with them. That's a nice uh, way to open things up. <laughs> yeah. They're, hey, they're going to operate differently this year. And with the new rules and speed being more of a factor, they have speed. I mean, they've got that in droves. Uh, to, to win a game, you know, over the past five years, we would have laughed if someone laid a ninth inning two-out bunt to try to win the game. And not only did they try it, it worked uh, in the final game. And they've got, they've got young guys competing. I mentioned Dre Jameson, four innings out of the pen. Um, and I know uh, resident resident snakes fan Dalton, who I mentioned does our sheets. He uh, <laughs> uh, he was laughing that they got outscored by so many runs this series, but they still snuck out the two games. So that's a uh, that's a little bit of snakes baseball. And yeah, I, I not seeing a lot of concern from Dodgers fans on the internet. How about that? No, and Julio looked really good. Uh, settled in in his first start. I saw a really cool tweet uh, somewhere. In Mexico, I don't know if it was Culiacan or Mexico City, uh, they had a massive display of the game on this like big building. Like mm. it was 100 feet by 100 feet, and Julio Urias is just pitching. I thought that was just like super cool. I thought He's it was a super cool. And a legend. Too. Uh, Beebs, let's hit the music quick because we got a couple IL series. Um, with some couple big teams, including... Well, Syndergaard pitched well for the Dodgers, too. Yeah, Dodgers pitching. Yankees, BBDs, 
Yankees, they take two out of three from the San Francisco Giants. Cole dropped it on opening day, and so did Aaron Judge. First at bat, captain, new contract. Trev, also this Volpe kid made his debut. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, Yanks end up losing the middle game. Uh, the lefties for the Giants. Jock, Brandon Crawford, uh, some big homers there. Uh, and then the Yankees, they win on the final day. Giancarlo Stanton, uh-oh, when he's healthy, watch out. Johnny Brito, MLB debut kid, happy for you. Yanks. Take care of a funky Giants team, man. They are, <laughs> they are pe- very much a mental game playing them. The Texas Rangers sweep the Phillies. Here's a topic, Trev. Uh, after going down big on opening day, Degrom gets hit. They come back. They put up an 11 spot, then a 16 spot. Nolo to Wheeler and that Phillies bullpen. Rangers win on Sunday Night Baseball. Not the most exciting game. Falter and Perez. If you like lefties getting out of trouble, you like this game. Uh, And, yeah, you got some big numbers from a lot of the Texas offensive players. And Bruce Bochy's out there. I don't know, Trev. I don't know. Have my thoughts changed? And then this series was a ton of fun. Blue Jays, Cardinals, uh, two of the more talented teams in the league. A 10-9 opening day game back and forth. Springer, five hits. Bichette, four. Brendan Donovan. Um, Jack Flaherty comes out with what should be one of the odder stat lines of the year, but a a good start. Uh, No runs, five innings, seven walks. Uh, And they just, the Cardinals showed their depth this series. Alec Burleson had a big game. Uh, Nolan Gorman's hitting two taters. Uh, Cardinals take two out of three against the Blue Jays. Trev, which, uh, which one of these stands out the most to you? Let's go Cardinals, Blue Jays. I was going back. I texted Jack after that start and okay. kind of laughed at his line. So I was going back to see what he told me. I said, uh, interesting line. I didn't see it. I didn't see the game. How did you feel? And he said, bro, it was wild. I had no clue where my fastball was going. I couldn't feel my fingers. My arm slot was off. Just everything. He goes, for three innings, I couldn't throw a fastball for a strike, only sliders. I told him. I said, hey, man, you know, they always talk about you got your good stuff for five starts, your bad stuff for five starts, and everything else is in between. I said, this was one of the times you didn't have your good stuff and you got a victory and gave no hits. You got to take it. That was a fun series right there. I think that's like, uh, I think a lot of people can see that as a potential World Series matchup, possibly. Blue Jays getting a lot of love from people preseason, Cardinals with their roster, and a lot of guys in the WBC were shining, so they got a lot of love. And Cardinals take uh, two out of three. That's really nice right there. And my guy, uh, Alec Manoa, kind of got banged up a little bit. My, uh, I think I picked him for the Cy Young this year mm. at baseball today. Uh, didn't have the great first great start. Neither did uh, Michaelis in game one. Um, Bassett with a tough one there, huh? Three and a third, nine earned runs in game three. Not something you want. Uh, but you have to tip your cap uh, to the Cardinals for coming and doing it. Um this, these are two really good teams going at it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bassett, I, I said all offseason, I think he was my favorite signing, so uh, there's that. Uh, game one, I mean, 19 hits for Toronto, 15 for St. Louis, so it was just kind of one of those days that everyone was doing it. And then 10 and 16 the next day, so um, or the final game. So uh, just a lot of talent on the field. Like, kind of... 
every at bat or every time you saw someone fielding the ball, you're like, whoa, that's you're a huge prospect or you're already a stud or you're an MVP. Uh, that yeah, they um they kind of felt like the MLB simulation. MLB the show simulation like World Series and it's like the Blue Jays and the Cardinals made it and they played opening day. Um although I will say interleague opening day I'm I don't it's just a little traditionalist in me. BBD crunched the numbers on it. Technically 15 and 15 you have to, but there there's something weird about like I'm not really going to have to deal with you ever again and we're playing opening day that I'm just like, "Eh, it doesn't doesn't do it for me." Okay, I, I don't really get that. I, I don't care who's across. What do you mean 15 and 15 doesn't work out? Of course it works out, doesn't it? The, meaning there there has to be at least one. One interleague, yeah. It doesn't have yeah. to be more, yes. Okay. Turkey okay. math. You just didn't like it because your Yanks had the pesky Giants? Is that what was going on there? Or Go listen to... Traditionalist in you? I know, right? Doesn't sound like me. Um, no. You know, swingers and all. Um that yeah, man. They uh, the Giants are just a funky team. I'm I'm excited to track them throughout the year. Uh, all of their lefties, uh, Crawford, uh, Conforto, uh, Blake Sable, your boy. Yeah, um, getting not bun bun base it, getting right? a lot of run. It felt like all of the lefties are the same at bat, um, except Jock, who Jock's a beast, man. He he deserves more respect. Like everyone's got. Young Jock with the Dodgers, and then they've got Pearl's Jock with the Braves. Like, Jock had one down year, I think, where he didn't have a 900 OPS versus righties. Every other year, he just rakes. Um, yeah. That he's, uh, he was fun to watch. Um, and, yeah, if you, if you want more Yanks, go listen to Talking Yanks. They uh, Judge did his thing. Volpe is, uh, might steal yeah, give 50. Me your, give, me your th- give me your thoughts on watching him for a series. Um. Want to see how the defense develops. Uh, he had one weird, there was a knuckle puck to short that it went off his glove, and that was that was a little bit of a moment. The base running's awesome. And, uh, yeah, you know, he did, he, he got his first couple hits, uh, and he, he, he has good at bats, and it's, you know, he's going to be solid, if not good, and it's where does it land? Because it's a guy's rookie year for baseball. He's a kid. But Trev, you would have you what the part you would have loved uh, after the game. You know he addressed the knuckle drop it short, and he says I gotta have that. And you know he he ate it. So he's uh, he's groomed for the part, and he's playing the part. And it's 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 honestly it's really cool to see because I'm old enough that I can appreciate if there's too much expectations on a kid and they're not ready for it that I would be saying, like, hey, let's, like, everyone chill out a little bit. He wants this, and he's he's built yeah. for it. So it's it's cool to watch. He looks the part. I watched the opening day and watched him work a walk in his first at bat, took some good pitches on the outer half there. Then I think he stole a base right away, yep. uh, which is nice to see. I, I saw him make some plays. Defensively, it's kind of like his – his arm is not, you know, exceptional, so he's got to rely on kind of positioning, getting rid of the ball, all that stuff. But uh, to me, he looks, looks good, man. Yeah. He uh, didn't, didn't look like the game was, like, you know, overwhelming for him, which, you know, opening series in the Bronx, like, it could get away from you uh, if you're a lesser man, but it seems like our guy Volpe's, no. Is he Italian? Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's he's in all control. All you Italians. He's he's in control. Um 
and it's uh definitely fun to watch. You don't you don't see a lot of Yankee kids get that treatment. Um, so I'm enjoying that. And then uh, Trev, I, I think to to end the teams and maybe the most exciting team coming out of this opening weekend, the Texas Rangers who take out the broomsticks against the Phillies, the World Series Phillies uh, against your Texas Rangers. The Rangers, the Rangers, the Rangers. Mm. I think this is going to be a team we kind of look back on. And I know it's one series. I get it. Uh, we're trying not to overreact here. But we haven't believed in them because we haven't seen it on the field. But as we went over their roster on the TPP, we're like, this. they've added a lot of really good freaking players. Yep. And a, a little jakey, uh, what, am I gonna, what am I trying to say? This is what you do in your mind. Okay. And I like this. This is this is one of the things that you do that I actually like. Most of the time sure. I don't like what you do. Uh if the Rangers were not the Rangers, yeah, and they had a different uniform on, say they had uh I don't know, even the San Francisco Giants uniform on or the Milwaukee Brewers uniform on, yes. we'd be like, Oh, oh, they look really good. But that logo's disappointed us over the last, you know five, six years. So we just haven't been into it, uh, but they have some, some real deal ball players on that team and to come out and they were getting beat in the, in the first game, I think five, nothing in the fourth inning. And then they just go put a nine spot up a nine spot against Aaron Nola. So the series was about as good as you can get because you did have uh you know, big old offensive outburst. And then you win the last game, I think two to one, right? Yep. So you you kind of did it in all the different ways. You had guys step up. But again, I'll say it, like there's real deal ball players on this team. And for DeGrom, who, you know, I don't think he got like crushed. I think there's some of the hits were kind of he got dinked soft and contact. Yeah. Alec Bohm hit one. Uh he hits the homer. For him, because I remember a lot of times with the Mets, you know, the run support just wasn't there. I mean, whether that's, you know, them letting off the the gas because, you know, DeGrom's only going to give up one or two runs. But there was a lot of times where he wasn't getting, uh, you know, the support that he needed for him to get kind of bailed out in his first start. Right. I think that number one, obviously for the Rangers offense, hey, this is great. We can score runs in bunches. But then for DeGrom, it's like, dude, I don't have to be at my best. I can still win. That's the most important thing is getting these W's and first game with a new team and they're putting up this amount of uh, run support. It's got to feel good for him as well. Yeah. Backyard Brad. What's up, bro? Dude, they, um, I think I wanted them to bring in one more veteran outfielder. They brought in Robbie Grossman who had a big day for them. Your guy, Robbie Grossman, uh, who again, talk about, uh, you know, if he can kind of wash the tigers off of him. Sorry, tigers fans. You didn't oh, deserve my that. Gosh. Um, but no, like Robbie Grossman and Mitch Garver and Brad Miller as veteran Mitch. depth options, those yes. are nice veteran depth options. You know, between a Josh Smith and a Zeke Duran, like and some of their other young guys, Josh Young, our thick neck king, he goes Yabo last night. Um, with the dudes you know from the Texas Rangers, and it's always gonna be a funky talking baseball area. Bruce Bochy did a little something for me. I don't know what he's talking about, but Bruce Bochy and the baby blues limping out to the mound because he just had a, I think he just had a surgery on his foot. I was like, all right. Like the fact that he wants to be there for 162 
and they said it on the broadcast, and it's this is obvious. Bruce Bochy would not be coaching this team if he didn't think that this year and coming years that they were going to have a shot. Like, Bruce Bochy's got other things he could do with his time if he wants, but he's there with this Texas Rangers team. I, I agree. And, you know, we didn't mention Bruce Bochy in our TPP, and yeah. people got really mad at that. You know, we were on the fence about, at least I'm on the fence about managers right. and how much they, they really mean. Uh, but, you know, I think there's something to a guy with that type of success in his career that, you know, he's won some World Series, people. Uh, there's something about that that kind of stabilizes the clubhouse. Um, I love Robbie Grossman immediately taking a leadership role. There we have a quote here from Josh Young, which I think is mm. hilarious. Because, you know, if we talked about it and I didn't give you the quote, and I said, Robbie Grossman sat Josh Young down and really calmed him down. Mm. He'd be like, oh, man, I bet that was some great speech. <laughs> Here's the quote from Josh Young. He was just like, dude, just slow down. And ever since then, I've had a good rhythm at the plate. So hopefully we'll keep it coming. So there you go, Robbie. Just slow it down a little bit. It's an but easy that does game. work, man. Like sometimes you need to hear that as a young ball player. Um, so they kind of look, the Rangers showed out, shut me up. Mm. I said famously I'm indifferent on the Rangers. Now I don't have the hate that I used to have for them. Uh, but I did probably take the under on their TPP, and they just swept the Phillies, who I have winning the whole freaking World Series this year. Mm. So I'm happy for the Rangers, man. I am. And and for Rangers fans, because they've been waiting for a while, and now you know it's a great way to start the season. Trev, I think we're getting into the second half of the show. Maybe text Rosie and tell him you might need an extra 10. Uh, I did. <laughs> all right, good. And tell Rosie to grab some athletic greens while he's waiting for you. Take care of yourself, the Chris Rose way. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And that starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also take AG1, and that's why we're a fan of what they're doing. It's great for recovery before workout or after when you need the boost. AG1 is so much more than a greens powder. It's all of your key health products in one. Set yourself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give you key daily nutrients and long-term gut health. Mm. Uh, if a comprehensive mm. solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash baseball. That's athleticgreens.com slash baseball. You know there's a link in the description. And Trevor Plouffe. I got a question for you. Okay. Because we have standout performances. We have in Fuego. Aren't they the same thing because it's only one series? It's a oh, little bit, but it's standout is who you want to highlight. You got a, you got a couple it's minutes. Standouts are one game. To get and that's true too. So you get who do you okay. want, Trevor Plouffe? I, I, I mean, I'm biased. Yeah, I'm taking Joey Gallo. Wow. We yeah, we talked about it. Uh, he went three for four. He had a double near homer on that one. He had the two home runs. He had four uh, ribbies. He had the walk. Uh, playing first base, he had a really good defensive play there. Uh, in on opening day, he came in so i guess i'm going standout performance for the weekend he came in on the ball at first base uh threw it home they get the three two four double play uh to get lopez out of an inning which was really cool like i said 
I think Joey Gallo is going to go off. I think he's comfortable. I think he can do a lot of things on a baseball field that uh, we've kind of overlooked because he's had a couple rough years. Um, but the, it's still there. He looks great. Uh, he is a hard worker, and I think he's really he really wants to get back where people are talking about him in a positive manner. Yeah, uh, that'll motivate you, dude. If like you were a guy, and then all of a sudden, you know, you go to New York and people hate you, and L.A. you really didn't do anything. Like you, you want to be liked. You want to be a player that like people say, oh, I like that Joey Gallo. You know, this guy's been all star. Like this guy's done some things in the game. Uh, I think he's motivated to do that again, and he looked really good in the first series. So standout performance, Joey Gallo. Love you, thirteen, my guy. I'll mm. see you in Minnesota. And man, I I I believe in. Things in a seat, like, Trev, when you were saying that DeGrom thing, like, day, game one, getting picked up uh, by the Texas, like, oh, like, all right. Right. I, if I don't have to worry about that, I, I'll be good. Joey Gallo, he gets the new ugly shift on him with the left fielder coming over, and the left fielder turns out was a left fielder and couldn't field it, and Joey gets to first. And I don't know. I don't think it means anything. But I think Joey Gallo being like, okay, so that thing that's not happening to anyone else, I didn't get hurt by this time. Uh, and then game three, he hits the two ding-dongs, and like you mentioned, it was almost three. I think the way that wears on you as a person I think is important. Shout out Minnesota for being so nice. Can oh I give one more stand-up performance God. quick? I know I only have 15 more minutes no. on this show, but I, Jeffrey Springs, I hope that wasn't your stand-up. He is mine, so it works oh. out, Trev. Uh, Jeffrey Springs, who <laughs> flirted uh, with the first no-hit bid of the year. Six innings pitched, zero hits, zero runs, one walk, 12 Ks. And, Trev, there's a couple things to go here. Sure, it's... Uh, it's your Detroit Tigers. Let's see where their offense lands this year. Not a lot of people had them in their top 10 or 20 or 25 offenses this year. I'm sorry, Tigers fans. I didn't think I'd be coming off this hot, but here I am. Uh, Riley Green, like him. Um, we treat Ray's starting pitching still differently, and it needs to stop. Um you know, your your Drew Rasmussen's and your Jeffrey Springs, we still have this like race stigma. Like they might they might get pulled in the fourth inning or or they might even come into a game in a fourth inning and you're like, Oh yeah, that's Rays. Jeffrey Springs, twenty five starts last year, a two four six ERA. Jimmy, I think in our team profile and projection, said he was like the most fearful pitcher on the Rays. I think I think he said outside of McClanahan at the end, but... Um, he said for, like, for him personally. For the Yankees is what he said, because Jeffrey Springs, in his pitch mix, he can be lights out to you. Um, and he was uh, on this given day that he had a two four six last year. He had the best start of this baseball season so far. And another thing, Trev, Ray's magic, like what they're getting out of this guy... Um, you know, I think he was released by the um, – who was he released by originally? He was released by Texas um, and then Boston and, you know, a couple small trades, and now the Rays extended him that he is <laughs> under a very team-friendly contract yes. at 30 years old and maybe just hitting his prime. And isn't that 
Rays baseball. So, uh, Jeffrey Springs, uh, stop treating him and Drew Rasmussen like they're not elite starting pitchers because they are. This team is awesome to watch. And people hate when we go over the Rays and we say, man, Rays gone Ray. They don't like that. Give us some more insight. Tell us, you know, what's really going we down We need to there. stop. I don't think it's true. I think we're hitting it on the freaking head. <laughs> Kevin Cash, after game one, do you know what he said? It was a very Rays-like win. We'll mm. sign up for those types of win a lot. Even he knows. Yeah. Manny Margot, our ooze and ah guy. Coach Ballgame, what's up, Sandlot Tour, you freaking stud? Yeah. He goes down and gets one in right field. I don't even know how I got here because we're talking about Jeffrey Springs, but the Rays are fun. Jeffrey Springs, nasty. That changeup is filthy. And again, it's just Drew Rasmussen, 28 starts at 284 last year. Like, who who talks about them on their, you know, elite AL starting pitchers list? Like, not. We No, we do. They, we, well, that's because we we're said, different, though. No, this team, they have a lot of hype around their starting rotation because it resembles more closely to a typical rotation. That's why we, we've been talking about it. So if you give them like that kind of like length and then you still do the raise things. Team could be special, man. Those Rays, Tings, uh, Trev. Like you said, there's a there's a lot of guys that stand out. Could have landed on. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Trev and Fuego. We have Boston's Adam Duvall. He goes five seventy one. Two homers, eight ribbies. CJ Crone, 467 with a 1200 slug. He hits three homers with seven ribbies. Wander Franco, 636. He hits a homer. He's got four ribbies. Aaron Judge, homers in his first at bat. He goes 462, slugs 923. I love all these, these numbers because they're so freaking awesome. Two homers in that series. Nolan Gorman, no sophomore slump for him, 444. Uh, two homers, six ribbies. Dansby Swanson, a nice opening day. I love that he's. I want him to do well. I'm yeah. rooting for Dansby Swanson. Uh, I know he's pretty, and usually I don't really root for all mm. the pretty boys. Uh, but I like him. Uh, five eighty three. He had two ribbies, two runs. Um, got on base at a six fifteen clip. How's that? Yoan Moncada playing third base. Four forty four. Two homers, four ribbies. Cedric Mullins. That's Jimmy's guy. He hits two homers. And he's got three stolen bases on his way to a 40-40. Are we going to see like three or four 40-40 guys this year? We might. Uh, Xander Bogarts, the last one of Enfuego, 429. Mm. He gets on base at a 471 clip, two homers, five ribbies, and three runs. And that, my friends, is who's Enfuego. Julio Rodriguez, uh, Ronald Acuna, Cedric Mullins. Oh. All 30-30 guys. Maybe a couple of them go 40-40. Don't hit it. Don't Michael hit it. Michael Harris, second? Yeah. Another one. Don't hit it to the opposite field, Cedric. Make sure you're turning on that ball at Camden. Um, Man, th- there are so many guys who had good weekend, and I think what I'll tell the people where we started, um, not only do you know your team better than us, it's hard to talk about everyone. Put in the comments who who needed more love. I, I You know. I wish I talked more about that Kyle Lewis pinch hit homer. Uh, it's on my mind. So nice. So, sound off in the comments. Was that a pinch hit homer? He's a okay. He's a dude. I saw the homer. I didn't know it was a pinch hit. He's a dude, dude. Um, Trevor, I think this brings us the most prize segment in talking baseball. 
Awards! God, if that... It's like one of the best noises in sports. Like when they do the... When you hear the March Madness noise for the first thing, like when you hear the World Series, bum, 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 um, awards. And it's brought to you by DraftKings, Trev. Baseball is in full swing. You know it. And by the way, there might be some new DraftKings stuff coming because we got Jimmy lost in a world of gambling, Trev. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know how much you've seen, but there's more coming. Um, and right now, uh, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet and get. $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Uh, you can make your parlays, combine a single bet for a bigger payout. Join the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app, sign up with code TALKING. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code TALKING. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Do you know that I sent over a opening day parlay and it hit? Whoops. Three for three. About to ask you guys for another one after this. Oops. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oopsies. Do you want to lead off or do you want me to go? Uh, you go, Trev. Just, just, I don't know how much Rosie's uh, riding you, but you go. I am going to give my award to someone I don't know if I've ever given an award to. Mm. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. Usually when I talk about Rob Manfred. Oh, boy. I am not talking glowingly about him, but I want to talk about his clock ring. Excuse me? His pitch clock. It's ringing endorsement. I'm about to give yeah, it. Vibrating. Jake. Now, I've polled some people, okay? And I've kind of gone... Uh, I've always been a fan of the pitch clock because I've been listening to the people who've had it in the minor leagues, and they say it's it's great. Um, started watching it in spring training. There's obviously some hiccups right away and people were ready to throw it under the bus and say, get the heck out of here. There still are some people that say that, but for the most part, spring training went clean. I said, I really want to see it, um, you know, in a big league season. I want to see how it looks. Watched a lot of baseball over the weekend. I liked it all. Mm. I really did. It kept me engaged. And I think that's was kind of the main point. You really don't want to take your eyes off the screen anymore. Where baseball, Jimmy famously said it, it's a conversationless sport. You can just kind of, uh, you know, talk to talk to this person over here and and go off on a tangent, come back, and you're not going to miss much. That's not the case anymore, dude. Like you got to be intently watching these games, or you're going to miss an inning. Like these things have been flying by, and it's engaging. It's not just fast and it's like too fast. I think it's it's engaging. It makes you want to watch the game. So I think on TV, it's a it's an absolute home run. There's no other way to put it. Like watching a game on TV is much better with this pitch clock. Couple things. So I want to give Manfred a shout out because we talk crap, but this this is kind of his baby. And I asked C Rose this question. Like if this goes well, if the pitch clock ends up being what we think it will be, does Manfred's legacy end up being that instead mm. of lockouts and CBA? shit and you know hunk of metal for the trophy like where we were all over Manfred is this going to be his lasting legacy that he did this for the game and it's for the better I think it might be um couple on the other side of it I think it's great uh haven't been to a game yet at a stadium that's where people have been saying I'm not so sure if I'm gonna like it as much at the stadium because you're spending a lot of time getting to these stadiums you might see a two-hour game 
And if you go to the concession stand, you might miss an inning and a half. So like there are, are some things that need to be worked out. We'll probably have to do more like in seat serving of your concessions, you know, maybe some mobile ordering, something like that. I know some of that already happens. Uh, but for the most part, I think the pitch clock has looked great. It hasn't really interfered. You don't see the clock too much unless they want you to see it. So the production's been there. I kind of mentioned that Oscar Colas hit where like they're still learning how to produce these games because things are happening quicker. But uh, any casual baseball fan that I've talked to says they absolutely love it. And I think that's kind of was the point bringing in a broader audience, keeping them engaged. It's done it. So Rob Manfred. Yeah. You got my first award of 2023, Rob Manfred. Comments ain't going to be happy with you. Um, But Trev, you you don't care about those comments because this part is right. Um, I think there's still going to be some tweaks. And and you mentioned really good – Good points of it. If you're going to the stadium, like food delivery stuff, we might have to pick up some of that. Because if you're going to miss an inning and a half to buy, you know, chicken tenders, a beer, and a soda for 75 bucks, and you miss the home run that decides the game, yeah, that kind of stinks. Uh, Production-wise, TV-wise, you, you mentioned that really well. Like, we're going to have to, um, you know, I thought it was impressive Sunday, Sunday Night Baseball. They stayed with Bryce Harper in the interview through a pitching change which I don't yeah. know if that um, is new or I, I don't know. But either way, I was like, ooh, this is, this is different. Um, I think there's still going to be some tweaks, and that's fine. But overall, it's a good step. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if it's the late inning thing we've discussed or I, I don't know if there will be, a, you know, a second disengagement by the I – don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Let's, let's see. Let's find out. Because there was a couple relievers – that kind of come into like a shook situation. Like the game almost feels like it's moving too fast and maybe they're going to adjust. And then maybe in three weeks, we're not even talking about it anymore. And, but maybe if we are in two months that if you're a reliever coming into a game and that clock is moving quick, then yeah, maybe we can add a second or two. Like we'll, we'll get there and figure it out. Um, I've been laughing cause I, or my going away line has been, I think this is good for people that regularly watch baseball. Um, like, you know, it's, I, I watch every Yankees game, and it's it's going to shave, you know, 20 minutes out of my every night. Yeah, that, you're going to get some time back dude, in that, your life. That could give me like two hours a week. That's kind of impactful. Um, as a new fan, I, I, don't, I don't know, and this is where baseball fans have laughed for years, I don't know anyone that doesn't watch baseball because it's too long. I, uh, the people yeah. that aren't watching baseball just ain't into baseball. I'll say this. With the game being shorter and more speed and no shifts, if I was a sports fan that maybe had tapped out on baseball a little bit, would I be checking back in? I think so. I think I'd want to check it out. So I, I'll give them credit there. Um, and, yeah, I, there's a couple moments that feel a little quick, but everything else feels pretty good. I... I'm sad. I have to okay. leave. You're going to talk about, I believe, one of my favorite players in the big leagues. Stay for the start, because uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep you hot. Okay. Um, I told, I told Rosie I was coming. I'll tell him five minutes. Yeah, he'll be good. Um, and by the way, you mentioned Rob Manfred and legacy. Uh, every MLB commissioner ever is in the Hall of Fame. So that's just, uh, just an FYI for the people. 
Um, Trev, uh, my first award is uh, the I'm getting someone a promotion award. Um, and I guess the award goes to Byron Buxton. Um, but the award is titled for someone that listens to our show and in, in an analytics department. Um, because Byron Buxton, a couple things about him. Why do we always talk about him so much? How many guys in baseball, how many guys in baseball, if I told you they were going to play 162 games, would be one of the best players in that season. I think Byron Buxton would be one. Like if he okay. if I could tell you he was playing 162, he would be one of the best players in baseball, you know? It, it becomes a short list quick, right? Um, you know, he's the, one of the most talented people in baseball. Yes. Look look tools at, wise. Look at his, you know, his last 3 years of stats. Uh 152 OPS plus while, you know, when he's out there and can play playing great center field defense. So, um, he comes out. He has a great opening series for your Twins. Um, you know, he's DHing. They're trying to keep him healthy. He's, he's not even 100% right now. Trev, one, he had a little rope-a-dope sack fly where uh, yes. Royals outfielder Isbell came in. It was shallow. He didn't think he was going to tag. He kind of lollipops it in. Buxton takes off. There's your run, um, you know, where as speed becomes more of a factor, Buxton has that. I know he's not swiping as many bags as he used to, but that's kind of just to keep him healthy. Trev, here was the stat, and it's from Aaron Gleeman in The Athletic, that I'm about, Aaron. I'm about to get someone a promotion. Byron Buxton grounded into his first double play Sunday since August 18th, 2020. So it's like, okay, Jake, that's kind of bad news. Uh, why are you bringing that up? Since that time period, <laughs> five major leaguers have grounded into 40 double plays, with your leader being Jose Abreu with 52. So Jose Abreu in 52 at-bats has led into 104 outs. Outs are very valuable in baseball. If we can quantify that into the speed more, and we've talked about this with double plays a little bit in the past. If you have guys that don't hit into double plays, you're saving yourself out. I just got some analytics kid promoted. Oh my God. I just got some analytics kid promoted. Figure out the math that if you have less double play guys, you get more outs in the inning, you get more outs in the inning, you score more runs. You're now the GM, man. And hire me. I'm ready to go. I think you got fired before you got hired because <laughs> yeah. we're still a slug-oriented I know. system. And the guys that slug hit into double plays because they hit the ball hard and typically probably are a little bit slower than most people. And maybe I'm biased because I did lead the league in double plays. <laughs> But that's, you know what? I asked the analytic team with the Twins, which was one guy back then. I said, hey, bro, if I didn't hit in all those double plays, would my war be, like, much higher? He said, no, that doesn't factor in at all. So Yeah, well, maybe it should. I, I like what you're saying. Maybe 100%. There's nothing that kills a rally more than a double play. You know, so. See how that Yankee game ended? 104. 
Jose Abreu out. Byron Buxton's quote on his, uh, you know, impressive base running. Yeah. I see you flat-footed. I'm like, I don't care who you are. It's going to be tough to throw me out. Yep. Yeah. There wasn't even a throw. The guy was standing 10 feet behind second base. He's like, there's no one in the world that's going to actually try to do this. And Byron just took off, and it takes him no time to get home. He was standing up through the base, and the pitcher had the ball, I believe. Yeah. So, impressive. He's different. Trev. Hey, I got to go. You're the best. We First will, show uh, of 2023. I love you guys. We love uh, you. we will be here Wednesday. We'll probably talk some some of the new pace of play. We'll talk some of the no shifts. We'll talk some of the base running. There's a Manfred quote that's been on my mind. That is, we complimented him. Uh, his recent analytics quote has been keeping me up at night. We will talk about all of that. And if anything else comes up between then, we will. Thank you, guys. Rate, review, subscribe. You guys are the absolute best. It's good to be back. John will be here Wednesday. Chick sucks. Oh. Woo! Back. John Wick, I'm thinking I'm back.